0: Hello beautiful people, thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs About film Slash TV. Because we are diving back into The Last of Us, the fantastic series that HBO have unleashed onto the world. I did an episode 1 review, this is going to be episode 2 review of course. Spoilers are on the way, I'm going to kind of go over what I enjoyed about it, which is pretty much everything, let's be honest. I'm not going to sit and regurgitate the whole plot, but there's a lot in this that I've... Um, I really did enjoy, and the series just seems to be just getting stronger and stronger. Much like the Cordyceps virus, that is, as well. But still, I am really, really, really excited to see where this um, where this show goes. I've obviously, as stated, played a little bit of the games, not too much, but I'm just enjoying this as a viewer. And I'm sure that other people out there as well are doing exactly the same, whether you've played the game or not, because the beauty of this, as I stated in the last episode, was that it's for everyone, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, the people in the fan base of the game really really behind it and of course they want to see the best best kind of adaptation that that can be done i don't really see much you know room for complaints if I'm being completely honest i think this is really really excelling and it's only going to get better so here we are then in this bonus blogs episode we're going to be talking about the last of us episode 2 titled infected This podcast is available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts as to RSS.com, All That Jazz, where you get your podcast streaming fixed from. It will be there. Search Joe Blogs About Films. You probably know that anyways because you're listening to this episode. And breathe. Jump onto the socials and search Joe Blogs About Films into Facebook and Instagram. Give us a like and a follow on there. That too would be absolutely wonderful. Leave us some reviews too. Wherever, wherever. Hit notification. All and everything, basically. That too would be lovely. So infected, obviously this this episode, man. Like the, first, I mean, the first things first, we got to see the clickers, which is something that we've kind of seen teased, obviously within the trailers, and something that I'm assuming, like myself, many fans as well, have been wanting to see pop up in the last. Obviously, it's going to pop up in the last ones, but we've been waiting for that moment. We didn't really get much of it in the first, obviously episode. We got to see, you know, the first kind of infected in 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 America. This is just kind of seeing how far they've come and, and mutated in the last twenty years, and they're pretty, pretty bloody frightening. I will come to obviously some of the performances in just a tick, but just sticking with the clickers, super, super intense, and like these like little drops of information that's kind of spread out through the course of this episode. Obviously, we're still with our with our leads, you know, Joel, Ellie, and Tess. They're going through the the, the heart of the city kind of thing. And like Ellie's talking about all the stories that she's heard that cities are meant to be kind of swarming with huge amounts of the infected, and Tess is all like, "People make up stories, you know." And then like Ellie made another comment of like, "Oh, well, I've I've heard something about some clickers that are like kind of so infected they're like split down the face and they're like blind." And then there's like this silence from both uh, Tess and Joel as they look at each other. As you could just tell the audience sat there like. yeah! Yeah, that's that's not a story that's actually true. And we do get to see that. And I, I thought it was just stuff like that that was really great, like kind of seeing this this run down, desolate city, and then having them all kind of maneuver through that museum, which was super, super intense, like really, really edge of your seat stuff. It was so so good. Um, like I said, the lighting in it, like the fact obviously that these clickers are blind and obviously that you that they're very good with sound, just again like enhancing that tension and suspense, sorry, and just waiting. For the inevitable which is obviously kind of any form of sound that will draw them to your to your current location in this in like the first kind of attack it's just the kind of expected expected breathing that you would kind of feel in that moment like it's one of those where you try it's like when you play hide and seek you know like you try not to breathe so loud that people can hear where you are as a kid and then it, it's just it's kind of like a the, the more like kind of adrenaline you get, the, the more breathing actually happens, if that is a sentence I've just said there. But you know what I mean? And that's what happens in this. Ellie is kind of taken aback as what she's seeing as his clicker makes its way down around them. And there we go. He's seen them spotted them Joel's having to touch them. They're incredibly strong as well. But I just thought the design and, and concept of them, re- they were nailed on, you know what I mean? I know they've kind of changed things a little bit with the actual Cordyceps virus and how it, you know, has been infected. Obviously, I love the kind of idea and concept that it, they they're kind of all like connected together, like through the ground and they can the, 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 the Cordyceps can really reach so many miles under and you could stand somewhere way over there and it'll bring a horde of infected from somewhere else. I just think that was a really cool idea that they've, that you know, Neil, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mason have come up with. And this episode actually was, in fact, directed by Neil Druckmann, obviously the, the creator and writer of the game, which I think is incredible. And this is what I was saying in the first episode. I'm going to try not to repeat it too much because I think I said it a lot in the last one, that it is written and it's created, this TV show, by a bunch of people that give a damn, that want to make sure that we are having the best, best experience watching this. And in particular, we know how game adaptations go. They're not great usually. This is just a huge exception. It's just brilliant. Like I am so excited for each weekly episode. It's ridiculous. Like, I had to wait two days after this episode air because me and my wife were quite busy Monday, Tuesday after it dropped. I had to wait until Wednesday. It was killing me, the suspense of not being able to watch it. That's how good this TV... Sh- That's when you know you've got an excellent TV show on your hands there. And I think that everyone involved is doing such a good job, as I say. The lighting around the clickers, that whole in the museum sequence... I think that it's, a, it's such a beautiful setting. I will come to, obviously, the set and, and all of the production design in just a tick, because so I do want to kind of focus on some of the performances in there, but it just looks gorgeous. As apocalyptic scenarios go, this looks beautiful. Now, this episode, obviously, was really heavy with Ellie as well, which I think is really good, because we only got to see just so much of her in the last episode – I really love Bella Ramsey as his character. I think that they are doing such a great job in becoming and encapsulating who Ellie is. I love the dynamic that her and Joel have. Pedro Pascal is kind of like, they don't trust each other at all. Obviously, Joel's more reason to, it, obviously, having seen that she's been bitten, but she's not turning or whatever, but they're still kind of, a a hesitance there of, like, I don't really want to help this girl, as in she's infected. Like, if she so much as clicks, like, I'll put her down kind of thing. Like, if if I have to kill this kid, I will do. And I guess that kind of shows just how much Joel's changed in the last 20 years or so, because obviously losing Sarah has just changed him so, so much. We got to see that in the last episode as well. Having gone from this distraught, broken man, obviously clutching onto his deceased daughter, to then 20 years later he's just picking up a dead body of a child and dumping them on the fire to burn no problem whatsoever. I think that in itself signifies so much in the development of his character. And now, obviously, he's dealing with something else where it's like, right, I've been told to get this kid from A to B, but now there's there's another spanner in the works that she could potentially infect me. And and it's all, all in all, obviously, what, what the Fireflies want is to create a cure, which I've heard this time and time again. I don't believe it. It's not going to work. There's no point even trying to pursue, which I love the kind of friction as well between him and Tess about that. And I'll come to that in, obviously, a tick, but... Ellie, like, I just love I just love her I love her character. I think I think she's really great. This kind of like outgoing and likes to just answer a dumb question with a dumb answer or at least like a, a, a sarcastic answer, especially with Joel, like when they're trying to get to know each other in that kind of moment where Tess has to go and open the door for them through all the rubble and stuff and they're kind of awkwardly sat there just trying to make conversation, but at the same time, Joel's really keeping his cards close to his chest, obviously, because at the end of the day, Ellie's a 14-year-old kid, it's like, there's gonna, they're going to ask questions, that's what they do, isn't it? They they learn as they, as they grow and such, they're going to want to know more about the person that they're with, but Joel's like, no, nope, we're not going to ask any more questions about me, let's talk about you, kind of thing, and I just really like just really like Ellie. I think she's great. I really, I think Bella Ramsey's is doing a top job with it. There's a fantastic, like after the opening title sequence, when we get to like the cameras over the top of Elliot, she's sleeping, um, you know, in the in like the, the the debris or whatever, or like the the overgrown moss and whatnot. I thought that looked wonderful. I thought it was really. It kind of like signifies what what you know, like this whole infection and whole overgrowth of him, of the cordyceps around everyone, and then there's this young girl in the middle of it who is immune from what it seems like she does hold the answer to the future and that's what Tess sees obviously regardless of the fact that yes it's a a bit of a risk Tess sees this as hope obviously that there is something to fight for most of which that Joel is pretty dismissive about but they have that friction that tension between them and it's only after obviously it's like when Tess gets bit in this which again incredible performance from Anna Torv it's like she's like do this for me like they don't really get a proper goodbye which is heartbreaking in itself they like you can see in that moment they want to have like an embrace or a kiss or whatever which is why i know there's been a lot of like negative sparks and reaction to the whole infected kissing test and putting the cordyceps in the mouth that way and this and that like people saying it was out of place but i personally see that as like a in that moment, after Tess has been bitten, after she's about and she knows she's about to sacrifice herself for like she's got limited time as it is, and you know she's going to blow them all up. Obviously, this horde it's coming towards her. I almost feel like it's the goodbye that she wanted to give Joel. You know what I mean? Like I think I I've, I've listened on the on the um, Last of Us podcast that it's like there's no reason for it to attack because Tess isn't running, Tess isn't fighting back. It's like an intimate moment where it's just going to slowly come over and infect her. It doesn't have to attack, which I get that absolutely. I start like to flip that and think that well. There is that moment. There's a. It's like a beat between Joel and Tess as about to say goodbye. Where you can see this moment before Joel's like, "I gotta go." Like he's a survivor. At the end of the day, he's gonna get off. It's like, "Yep, okay, that's fine. I'm off." <laughs> like that's whatever. But I feel like there was just a, a, a quick moment between the two of them when it's like they wanted to just do more, but they couldn't obviously because then Joel will be infected and the story would end there. But it's it's one of those, it's, it's such a, it's a great loss. I think Tess was a fantastic character. I know that she does meet her end a little bit differently in the game, but it's one of those where I am going to miss the character. I think that, that she kind of set Joel up on this trajectory of being able to bond and have a relationship with Ellie, but also save her life kind of thing. Like it's the the last beacon of hope, even though Joel's still hesitant and almost still blames Ellie for what just happened to Tess they kind of blame each other I think anyways but still there's there's going to be a more friction I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes in the next episode but I just thought that Tess and Anatov, she was really great and Bella Ramsey as well they've all three of them like the beauty of it is that we didn't kind of cut away from them at all in this we got to really really enjoy them going through and say this abandoned and desolate city that's full of the infected seeing what life is like now outside of the UZ just to kind of get that feel and that vibe and they've done such a great job of kind of emulating what the game did and making it onto obviously live adaptation of that like i think that there's so much on screen like on set you know it's it's all set pieces it's not cgi it just it's wonderful there's some really really excellent stuff in there and it's like i say the more i would the the further into the episode we went in this the more i was just kind of falling in love with this whole world and i was just like this is just this is wonderful. Like it's so good. Like we got to see like where they drop bombs and stuff. I'll come to obviously the cold then again in a second, obviously, which which is mentioned about bombing cities and stuff. But that's what they did to try and stop and prevent even further infection. Just all the just debris and such. It's just wonderful. And when we first hear a clicker or whatever, when we first hear that that cry out when it's after this, we've seen nothing and heard nothing other than our characters talking to each other it sparks that fear again. Oh God, yeah, we need to remember that this isn't all safe. It's not all like everything's going to be fine, that they are actually in perilous danger kind of thing. Like if they make a wrong move here, make a wrong step there, that could be the end of our characters. Obviously it is for one of them in this particular incident, but I just thought that overall everyone was really great. Say, so in particular Bella Ramsey and Ellie. I think that they are doing a magnificent job with the character. And Ellie, she is just such a such a badass man. Like I really can't wait to see more. And and, and, the, and the relationship between her and Joel will blossom and become deeper and more like, say, father and daughter. It will get there, and it feels natural. That's the beauty of it. it's that every conversation they've had so far feels natural. So I'm digging it. Pedro Pascal is my boy. I love him so much. I cannot wait to see more of him as Joel again in these next few episodes. But still. All in all, they've been magnificent in this. So I want to cut back to the cold opening in Jakarta, uh, in Indonesia, which is, I think this is just fantastic as well, because I believe it's two days prior to the events that happened in Austin, obviously. Um, And we get to follow this Dr. Ratna, who's played by Christine Hakim. And it is terrifying, this cold opening. Like it is, again, limited score. There's not much in there. It's very like natural sounds and such. But when she's obviously what appears to be arrested, but then the, obviously the army chap, whoever, is like, no, you're not arrested. We just need you to look at something. They go back and see, obviously, a, a, a piece of, of cordyceps that's come from a human, which instantly sparks fear and confusion into this particular doctor. It's, you know, what 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 is going on? They go and examine the body in one of the first few bitten. And then there's that setting, obviously, where she sat on the sofa just talking about the cordyceps, about the fact there is no cure, there is nothing. She studied this for years. And then it's just that really really terrifying moment when when he asked her what to do and she's like bomb just bomb the city we need to stop this from spreading like geez knees that was incredibly incredibly harrowing just that thought of this person having to essentially say something they clearly don't want to say or even the thought of like we're all gonna die like there is this is a massive problem like this is this is world changing this is gonna this is gonna if this spreads we are in for a major major apocalyptic event um and it is just harrowing it was such a very and i hope that they continue doing this where we get to see flashes of the past i don't care if it's every opening i don't care we just i'm very interested in seeing that and again it's something that's obviously different from the game but it is just so so eerie like I said, it's just imagine that you know what i mean this episode was just absolutely wonderful. Uh, I can see why the ratings have shot up again uh, on the back of the first episode. Again, there's a buzz around it, word of mouth, this and that, people recommending it. But I think that this was absolutely just jaw dropping in every sense. The like I say, the suspense, the intensity, what it looked like. I said, I I, I love seeing all of that. I say the buildings falling into each other. The, the obviously the cordyceps fungi, I should say, just just there in between all the bit. It just it looked gorgeous. The performances were incredible, and. Um, I just like I said, there's just such an intensity in this in each episode that I can't help but you just stared glued at the screen. It was very, very good. I said that the clickers look incredible as well. I can't wait to see more of it. And I just I think that everyone is just doing a bang up job with this. It's just incredible. And as I said earlier in this episode I am itching every week for the next episode, like I'm already sat here I guess on the plus side of me watching it a few days later is that I don't have too long to wait until the next episode but even still, I'm there like oh my god, only a few more days until the next episode, like I really cannot wait, I can't wait for it all to be done so I can just go back and binge this basically, like I'm already looking forward to re-watching it all again, I've only seen two episodes of it, but I can't wait to see it all I just, it's, it's amazing, it's, it's just fantastic, credit to Neil Druckmann and Craig Mason and everyone involved, they're doing such a bang up job, HBO are killing it I'd love to know your thoughts as well on episode 2 of the last of us were you a fan of it say were you sad to see tesco in the manner that she did were you happy with some of the changes or this and that just get in touch either way because i am absolutely all for conversations on the last of us and just always love to hear your thoughts again thank you so much for this listening to this bonus blogs episode of joe blogs about films be back obviously another in another week with another last of us review plenty more as well to come on the podcast so don't miss any of it keep up to date with the socials all that jazz but until the next episode take care